Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Welcome to the show. You know, uh, are you an age 50 plus business owner? Are you looking for ideas, tips, precautions from advisors, authors, and thought leaders? Well, we've been interviewing uh, now over 700 uh, advisors, authors, and thought leaders. You can find all of their content. It's all archived at exitcoachradio.com in the audio library. There are over 40 topic file folders, everything from family business to retaining key employees, to building the value of your business, to life after exit, a lot of different topics. So please go to exitcoachradio.com and visit our audio library for some great interviews and information. My next guest is Daniel Miller, and he is joining us from Bismarck, North Dakota. Now, Daniel is a nutritionist and wellness coach, and he's going to talk about making a plan to live a longer and healthier life, which is something that we all want to do. If we're going to live longer, we might as well be healthier, right, Daniel? Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, nobody wants to live longer and be an unhealthy person. That, that's, uh, I can't imagine that's like a sentence. But a lot of people these days don't look their ages anymore, and they're at least like they used to, and they need to know that differences in how they manage themselves uh, and their, their weight and their nutrition can make a big difference in their the quality of life, right? Absolutely. I, I think more so than even how they look, it, it's how they feel. You know, in recent studies, they've shown that most of Americans over the age of 30 are telling the, the surveys that their best days are behind them. Well, imagine that when you're, you know, in your mid-50s and you're getting ready to retire and uh, and you're, you're already thinking for the last 20 years your best days were behind you. That's not a good thought, but a lot of people would say life goes downhill from 40. That used to be the old you know, the old halfway mark, I guess, for a lot of people, and it's not necessarily there anymore. Right, and it shouldn't be. If, if, if I mean, in our way of thinking, if we think, hey, we shouldn't be halfway there until we're in our 70s or 80s, that's the way we should be thinking because the, the mindset is going to change what you do physically and, and what you do and how you handle stress and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you can set your mind right and you can uh, put yourself in a position where you're telling yourself you're healthy and you're going to live longer, you'll start making some of those changes to do so. You know, one of the problems that causes a lot of health issues is uh, being overweight, and a lot of Americans have a weight problem. Why does America have such a big weight problem? Well, if I were to have to guess, and, and I talk to groups all the time, every week I'm traveling somewhere new in the country, talking to a different group of executives about about what our problem is and, and why we have it. The majority of us think that, that we can just uh, out-exercise or out-eat our weight, and we don't realize that the effects of stress, stress plays a greater role in our weight and our health than anything that we eat. Uh, and that's why I usually address that subject first with, uh, with my executive groups, is how are you handling stress and what are you doing to mitigate some of the stress that, that you're creating in your life? I mean, Stress is a response to outside stimuli, but if we really break stress down, it's an inside job every time. Interesting. And, you know, I, I'm looking out uh, from my 
from my studio here on the 20th floor. I'm looking at two freeways uh, <laughs> in Southern California, both flowing uh, their little stretch machines themselves. St- uh, stress is with us. It's how is it how we manage it and, and how we look at it. Uh, how we manage it, how we respond to it is the big thing, both physically and mentally, more so mentally how we're responding to stress. And that's where exercise plays a role in, in that physical response to stress. And I say that that's causing a greater weight problem with us because, you know, our, our medical system is telling us that if you have a problem, you go into the doctor, they write a prescription, and that problem should go away. And that's obviously not happening. You know, and we're being told by, by all kinds of different organizations, you, you know, there's science on every side of the argument. So I, I usually like to back what I say up with science, but we have to realize that some of the science out there is designed to, to get us to think a certain way. But uh, a lot of us are being told to eat completely improperly from the time we're kids through the time we're an adult. And I think the problem is we, we just haven't been properly educated, and that's what I look at my role is, you know, I just want to educate folks on, on how to live a longer, healthier life. I'm 44. I'm in the best shape of my life, and I, you know, 11 years ago or 12 years ago it was now that I broke a Guinness World Record. So, and I'm 44 years old now, and I'm in better shape than when I broke a Guinness World Record. What record did you break? I was on a treadmill for two straight days, and I broke the world distance record. Wow. And most of it's because I couldn't find the off button. <laughs> I'm just interested. Yeah, right. Okay, well, uh, that's, that's, that's impressive. And how far did you go? Uh, just 140 miles at, well, 138.9. Well, that's, that's very impressive. I mean, um, you know, here's the problem. A lot of people uh, get up. They have too much on their plate uh, figuratively with their activities. They don't have enough time. They figure, well, I'll drive through because that's what I've been trained to do. They end up getting, you know, something that's boiled in oil, which is, I don't know how, how that could ever be good for you, but I, I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, you know, we've, we've built this convenience lifestyle because we don't emphasize, uh, you know, eating uh, as a priority. Eating is just something we do on the way to something else, it seems like these days. Is that, is that what you're seeing? 100% correct, Bill. There's a, there's a problem we have in our society. And, and my, my good friend, Rex Crane, who lives out there in Southern California down in, in the L.A. area, he, uh, he said one time, most of us plan our vacations with more time and effort than we plan our lives. And I would like to extend that from the groups that I've spoken with and from what I see in society. Most of us plan our vacations with more time and effort than we plan our health. So That's, you're right. We don't yeah. think of the food that we eat or the exercise. We just it's it's an afterthought. And really, those decisions are determining our long-term success in life, as far as how long we're going to live. Now, now I have heard from other nutritionists, and I kind of I think I helped coin this phrase, but diabetes and heart disease are caused by your hands and your feet. Uh, and and the reason I say that is your hands put the food in your mouth, you know, and your feet. It don't move enough. <laughs> so right, uh, I would agree with you. But but what I hear you saying is that your head is also a huge factor in this because uh, your how you think and how you deal with things that are going to happen anyways, or or how you schedule things and how you schedule your life has an even greater impact on some of these things than diet and exercise. It sounds like the three of them together are well, well, important. Well, absolutely, and your head is driving everything else that happens in your life. So if you don't have your head in the right spots and if you don't love yourself enough to make a plan, 
you know, and, and I'll, I'll go further. If you don't love your family enough, they'll make a plan to live longer to see your grandchildren. I watched my dad die in his mid-50s. He's never met uh, most of his grandchildren, three of his grandchildren he never met. He was only able to meet one, and that was for less than a year before he passed away. And my dad died of lifestyle disease, and I watched it happen. Mm, that's that's horrible. Sorry to hear that. Um, no. So, so part of the reason some... I do what I do today, Bill. Well, in spite, yeah, out of something, out of something tragic comes comes something. Uh, a new tree is planted, a new flower is, is blooming, and that's that's wonderful. How does the average person start to deal with stress uh, in a positive way? What I mean, uh, sure, they can go. A lot of people say, yeah, well, I could go meditate, but that's not really me. I don't understand that. Uh, give me another way that I can get started on. Um, given myself some some stress management techniques. Well, there's a fantastic book that was written in the 80s, so it's a bit dated. It's, I would say it's more than a bit dated because he talks about cassette tapes in this book, but very, very relevant content to today. It was It's a book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, and mm-hmm. it's by Dr. Shad Helmstetter. Fantastic book. I would say that's probably the best place to start. And when people ask me what books should I read to continue the process after I've spoken to their groups, that is the number one book that I recommend. Even though it's it's absolutely ancient, but when we look at today's times with some of the technology he talks about, and it's you know it's very hard to find. You won't find it in a bookstore. You have to find it somewhere on Amazon or eBay. But, so in other words, in other words, giving yourself a uh, a format for self talk that will lead you to a relaxed state instead of the frantic, what am I going to do next kind of thing that a lot of us, you know, are, are, are dealing with. So we need that format because we really haven't, that, that would probably be in the owner's manual if there was one for a human being, it sounds like. Without a doubt. We have to reprogram all the negative stuff that we've been told our entire lives and, and realize that, that, hey, the fact that you woke up today, somebody needs you. So it's about going out and finding what your purpose is in life, and that helps. You know, a lot of stress melts away when you realize you have a strong purpose. Yeah. Does it start the moment you open your eyes? Is are there uh, very <clears throat> uh, great questions that you found that when someone opens their eyes, the first because I've heard that from some other other people too is that the first couple minutes when you open your eyes uh, uh, set the tone for your day. Right, right. I start my day with being thankful that I woke up, and and that's a huge plus, and a lot of us forget that. You know, we we think about what we're going to be late for and and the fact that we didn't get to eat today and we don't get our first cup of coffee until after we get to work instead of grabbing it at, you know, Starbucks or or one of the other places on our way to work. And, you know, we're we're thinking about all that stuff instead of realizing the fact that we're lucky that we even woke up. So an attitude of gratitude to start off the day is is an important way of, instead of, you know, launching out. Uh, I, <laughs> I have so much to do today. I got to get going. I don't. There's things I don't want to do. It's starting off with that attitude of gratitude. And uh, how? What else? Are there other checkpoints during the day when people should be reminding themselves that this is a time to have some kind of a uh, a good, healthy talk with yourself? Well, Bill, there's one question I like to continually ask myself when I when I start feeling myself stressing myself out. And, and that question is, is this going to kill me? Because that's where the stress response comes from. That's where the fight or flight response originated from is when something, you know, back in our caveman days was going to kill us. We're stuck with that, with that today. The question you should ask is, is this going to kill me? And if the answer is no, then it's not that big a deal. 
no, no matter what we think, we've probably been through worse. So we have to ask ourselves why why bother with it or why bother upsetting ourselves with it and try to think of a logical approach to fixing that problem. That's a great tip because it's that uh, I've heard it called the lizard brain or, or you know, our primary brain that is the fight or flight that controls a lot of emotion that we need to calm down sometimes. And sometimes you need to do that with thoughts from your your uh, the, your reasoning brain and I've heard in the past that um, the two brains uh, don't work simultaneously it's it's one or the other so when you're in a thinking mode you can't be feeling that stress emotion so if you put yourself into that thinking mode to ask yourself that question that's where that comes from the two brains kind of communicating with each other does that make am I making any sense with that you're making perfect sense, Bill, and that's exactly right. If, if you're being logical and, and you're leaving some of the emotion out of things, uh, you won't tap into that reptilian brain and you won't go into a fight-or-flight response. So so a lot of people might think, maybe I'm going crazy, but I'm talking myself with uh, – we're really talking to ourselves from two parts of the brain, and that's where that calming – we can calm ourselves down with that type of a, of a talk. And that, by the way, that, that works when you're in conflict with other people as well. If you can help them to think with their thought producing brain instead of their emotional brain, you can help them calm down too. So I've heard that's a great technique. So when people, uh, you know, you know, start thinking about, okay, how do I live longer? I understand I need to eat better. I need to schedule myself better. I need to think better. But what's the one thing that people should change today to live longer? Well, so here it is, and, and you have to get ready for this. It's, it's not a, necessarily an action. It's a realization. What we need to realize is the decisions, every decision I make today, right now, is going to do one of two things. It is either going to help me live longer or help me die sooner, one or the other. There is no neutral. If I have... I can kill myself with water today if I needed to. Water is essential. We need it. We have to have it. But if I drank two gallons while we're on the telephone today, I'm going to have a major, major problem. Mm-hmm. So we need to ask ourselves when we're eating. We need to ask ourselves when we are when we feel ourselves becoming stressed out, is this helping me live longer or is this helping shorten my life? And if you just come to the realization and you can make some changes in your life that will help you live longer, and if you don't know what those changes are, there's plenty of re- there's unlimited amounts of resources out there mm-hmm. now, to help that, to help us realize what what those good good habits should be. That that's a that's a great question to have um, at your ready, no matter what's going on. Uh, is this is this next decision going to uh, help me live longer, or is it going to help me die sooner? Um, Boy, that would steer a lot of people away from the drive-through lane at a, a fast food place. Hopefully, and I wish there were, you know, and there are healthy alternatives. So maybe it's it's when you're sitting at that, when you're sitting at the menu board, uh, ask yourself that question. When you're stressing out in traffic, ask yourself that question. When you're when you're getting ready to do something difficult, uh, how you handle it can make all the difference. It sounds like to me, Daniel. How you deal with it. Right, and Bill, that goes back to my original point of, of our conversation is I'm not going to be sitting in a fast food restaurant drive through if I made a proper plan. I know what I'm having for lunch today. I planned this last week. I don't have to just wing it and get whatever's available because I made my plan. 
it, it, it boils down to the executives that I talk to on a regular basis. They all have a goal for their business, and they have an executable, very specific plan to get to that goal. But many, many, many of them, I would guess 95%, have no such plan for their own health when it comes to exercise, uh, stress reduction, or nutrition. And, of course, a lot of our listeners, Daniel, are business owners, and they're goal-oriented, and they think about the goals for the next quarter for sales and revenues and, and profits for their businesses, and they might they might think about what vacations they're going to take. But at the top of the list, as you're, as you're saying, is they should be thinking about their, their health, their diet, their, their, how they deal with their, their mental health. And as we said, your hands, your head, and your feet are the things that are going to most get you know get you there most easily. What you put in your mouth with your hands, uh, what you how much you exercise with your feet, and how you think with your head. Sounds like we've narrowed it down to a pretty good uh, wellness program. Tell us about your services and how you help individuals on a one-on-one basis. Well, so I do everything from from corporate wellness coaching, helping design corporate wellness programs, to individual coaching. Um, where, I, where I, and most of my clients are not in Bismarck, North Dakota. Believe it or not, Bill, I know what you're thinking. Bismarck, that's a huge metropolis, right? Uh, oh, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> it's a, most of my clients I, I do uh, phone or Skype uh, meetings with once a week. And uh, we do everything. Most of my clients come to me for weight loss, but I have several that come to me that, that just want to get healthier and, and maybe drop that last 5 or 10 pounds because they know they can feel better. They've seen it. They've been there before. They remember it, and they want to get back to that point. And then I have a, a lot of my clients that come to me and ask me to, to design programs specifically for their workplace because, you know, if your workers are, are sick and they don't like their life and they don't like their job, they're not going to be as productive as if you could turn that around. And, and you know, I have programs that I can help them design that over the course of one to two years will turn that entire system around. So if you're an individual or a, a head of a corporation or you uh, you want help for specific employees, maybe even – um, people that you love and that are close to you, um, you can give Daniel a call and, and talk to him about what situations that you're, you're facing, and he can give you some recommendations. Maybe he'll create a program. Maybe he just has some good tips or ideas for you. Uh, and also, if you run a, uh, a Vistage International business owner peer group or another group of business owners and you want an interesting, fascinating speaker about these issues that are uh, really um, common to all of us, human beings, um, give Daniel a call. Daniel, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? I think the best way to get in touch with me, Bill, would be just to go to danmiller.tv, and I have all kinds of forms, contact forms that you can fill out on there that come directly to my email or my assistant's email, and then I will just contact you from that point. That's perfect. So go to danmiller.tv. Learn more about what what Dan has to offer. And, uh, again, a very fascinating conversation. I love the topic. Uh, It's something our listeners need to hear over and over again so they can make the right choices and deal with stress and issues that they may be dealing with right now. So, Dan, thanks very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Hope you'll have a uh, come back on the show at some point and uh, give us some more tips and ideas. Perfect. I appreciate you, Bill. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. So please stay with us.
Hi, everybody. This is Spike Real for The Exit Coach. Business owners, can you name the eight key value drivers that you and your managers should be focusing on to increase the value of your business? Introducing the Sellability Score Index. Visit our website and answer 25 questions about your business, and you will instantly receive your sellability score, showing you how well you stack up in the eight value driver areas. It's a great management tool. It's absolutely free for our listeners. Just visit ExitCoachRadio.com and click Get My Sellability Score. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 